Hello everyone, how are we all today? It's raining here, so I'm good. I love the miserable weather. Hope you're all doing well out there. You know it's time to put on a put the kettle on, put the stove on or whatever people around the world do to make tea. I've seen in Turkey they do sand and make coffee. It's quite entertaining to watch actually. I don't know what Americans do. So it's one video of an American woman trying to use a kettle. It's deeply upsetting to my British heritage. But you know, these things happen. So today We've finally got one that I said I would do from the start in the description for the actual show. And that is we're going to talk about the legendary Irish folk legend of legendary legends, Coo Cullen, which translates to the dog of Cullen or Cullen's dog. Something along those lines. Some kind of dog. I think the Coo is dog and Cullen is the name of the owner. But yeah. So we're going to talk about that today. And then next time I'm going to do... There's something I do in my free time, which is like, oh, I wonder uh, what part of this myth would be logical and make sense, and is probably what actually inspired the legend. Because I, I like to imagine a lot of these myths about these heroic beings and these people that have incredible feats of strength and stuff. I like to believe that they are rooted somewhat in actual history and actual people. Like thinking about it, like you could back then, you could pay a, a bard or a jongleur to. Just go around telling people about how much legendary shit you did. So, who fucking knows, really, eh? I don't. So, I think at this point we're abandoning the intro music, so just a quiet, silent, awkward silence. There we go, that wasn't a very good silence anyway, because of all the reverb and background noise, but you know, shit happens. Uh, another thing, been playing that, that Metro game, it's fucking great, love it, I got, I got bored of Shadows, I'm going to do something to talk about it, just because it got requested, but my god, that game gets to be a slog, like, don't get me wrong, it's not bad, it's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination, but like, another thing I always get is this, you know when you get open world burnout, because there's so many open world games right now, like, all, all I want is like, a nice little medieval sword fighting thing, a bit like Kingdom Come Deliverance or Mountain Blade Bannerlord, but chapter based, something like that. Not every game needs to have a 500 gig open world with fucking nothing in it or 800,000 things to do in it. Sometimes you can just enjoy a story. I'm going to say Last of Us again, because I did that last week. Last of Us. It's The areas are open, that's nice, but you know, you're there for the story, not the giant open world that you get tired of. Oh, that didn't take long to fall into a rant. So, I was going to do like a, a, a brief version of The Legend of Ku Cullen because I feel like I can probably be really cheap and squeeze a few things talking about his individual feats at, at a later date. So, from the beginning, he was born, The Legend of Ku Cullen was born as a man called Satanta. I'm not going to try and pronounce the names of an Irish accent because I'm not Irish. Now, he was born to... Uh, essentially minor nobility, a, a lord of Ulster, which for those of you who don't know, because I, you know, some of you have no reason to know, uh, it's a region in Ireland. And eventually, over his life, he was prophesized, and you can, I'll put a song in the link that you're gonna like. He was prophesized that his life would be short but glorious. It would be bloody, it would be violent, and he would be remembered for eons to come, for millennia, almost. Uh, you could say. Now. He made a bit of a boo-boo early in life. He was, as, even as a lad, he was strong. It, you know, you could probably 
imagine he was like the he was the jock kid from a very very early age and you know he liked nothing more than to travel the hills of Ulster with his hurley um, for those who don't know what a hurley is um, it's one a national uh, Irish sport which I've never watched I probably won't because I don't like sports that much um, and it's a stick it's a bit um, it's a bit like a hockey stick with a much much thicker uh, blade at the end but it's wood or it's like a club basically but you could like bat it and launch things like um, like rocks and stuff you could use it for that purpose a bit like those um, you know those sticks you get to throw your dog balls that have like a cup on the end it's like that you could sort of sit a rock on it and sling it I don't know why you wouldn't just use a sling personally it's a piece of leather that you yeah getting off topic again so he goes to visit his friend Cullen one day uh, to to have a drink have a meal you know it's prehistoric times children can drink although I imagine that the part of the story where he gets the name coup, the coup I imagine it was a little bit later in life and this man had a large wolfhound a, a, a huge dog that would maul invaders to the house and you know eat them and basically it was a wolf basically and it rose and bared its teeth at uh, Satanta who used his hurley and murdered a dog yeah that's why he's not a folk hero he's just a legend because you can't respect a man who murders a dog now the, the man Cullen obviously he's just lost his dog you know dogs are great everyone loves a fucking dog they're the best animal on the planet so he's weeping and wailing, and, and Satanta says, Joe, well, um, I feel bad about this. I swear to never harm a dog in any way, shape, or form ever again. And in exchange for the fact I just murdered your dog, like a bastard, I will be your dog until a new one can be uh, reared and raised and trained for you. How's that? And that is how Satanta got the name Koo Cullen, or the Koo, or the Hound of Ulster. You know, things like that. Um, so from this point we're going to refer to him as Coo Cullen. So he, he travelled around a bit after he was released from his bondage. Not that kind of kinky fucks. Um, and he eventually found his way to the magical glorious land of Scotland. The land of angry people and angrier beers. Because he wanted to be the very best like no one ever was but he wasn't catching Pokemon. And he eventually found his way to the lady Scafak. Scafach. I don't know how to pronounce the name because again I'm not, I don't speak Gaelic if anyone wants to come and correct me feel free I'll take it uh, who gave him the, the, the taught him how to fight properly not just wail away at people but taught him actual combat arts a bit like the old wise mentor who just happens to be a beautiful lady for some reason and he was uh, granted the gift of the spear the gay bulg which you may recognise the name of from, uh, say, the Final Fantasy franchise. You know, the Dragoon Spear, the Galley Bog, or something like that. Clearly based on it. Now, this spear, th this spear was fucking magical. It could stab people, but it had a barbed end, and apparently, uh, upon stabbing someone with it, it would grow thorny vines around them, and you know they would throttle the man who was already bleeding to death. You know, I feel like that's a bit insult to injury. And some of the legends say at this point he got the prophecy that he was going to live a great life and be legendary, but you know, it, it's a myth. There's no one saying like, oh, this is the exact history of this story where everything happens exactly like this. So, 
he did that and after that he went back home at, at, supposedly at the age of 17 which you know uh, what was I doing at 17 I was I think I was stacking shelves or cooking I don't quite remember anymore and he, he went back to Ulster and this lady Queen Meb I think it's actually pronounced Queen Maeve because I actually yeah I did know an Irish lady who spelt her name odd, uh, not oddly but like that I think it's Maeve uh, Queen Maeve and he single handedly defeated an army of invaders coming to his lands and supposedly when he entered his berserker fury his, his muscles would swell and his armour would fall off and he would fly into this uncontrollable berserker rage and destroy everything around him a bit like a D&D barbarian yeah so everyone who says oh yeah Vikings were the original berserker fuck you the Irish got there first somehow you know they did it first and you know the more you read his legend the more you do look at it and go this is literally a and d barbarian or just any any kind of like barbarian from most fantasy things where it's just a big dude with a big weapon so he fought fought away fought an entire army and eventually he he had to fight his best friend a man called Ferdiand who was supposedly you know as close to an equal as he had found in life the two of them had previously great adventures together fighting threats and drinking and bonding and just living life to the fullest but unfortunately this was Queen Maeve's secret weapon because she was like ah we can't beat the coup but we can send out the one man who can and he just got murdered and in single combat in honourable man to man combat Ku Cullen in fact did unfortunately kill his best friend which you know is less than ideal um, at another point he had a son because the whole timeline is all kinds of messed up uh, with a lady called Aeth who I think was also someone who was in the martial art place with him yeah it, it's a thing apparently he had like a real sort of kung fu movie montage but like a western one where you meet a love interest and you somehow learn like kung fu from her and then you you know if you've ever watched like a Michael Jai White or Scott Adkins movie there's always the one sort of pretty love interest who appears for reasons because what's life about good love story I, I would know I have none self burn so he had a he had a young son called Conla now this is why the timeline gets a bit screwy in my brain because he was there when he was supposedly 17 knocked a girl up went home fought a couple of battles and then suddenly his son is a grown man so I'm, I'm you know how old was he at this point I, I don't know he would be at least 34 in my own estimation but his son Conla uh, the coup unfortunately uh, killed his own son uh, his son confronted him refused to tell him his parentage or his own name and the coup killed him thinking he was a another warrior uh, set out to fight him or an assassin sent to kill him so you know don't do that I guess is the life lesson to learn from that you know I was set out to do these things and I was like oh yeah I'll just talk about the facts and I just can't help but get shitty little comments in there as well I don't know why I do it to myself to be honest so kills his son kills his best friend and apparently he was absolutely beyond sad like he couldn't just didn't want to live his life like this anymore so he was like you know what I need to find myself a woman he had to find a wife, make another baby. Because, you know, Middle Ages, guys, and ancient times, your kids are replaceable. If you lose one, that's alright. We'll pop another one in and nine months we'll try again. 
medieval times guys in ancient times they were really not great for women like who the thought right so in the end he just he just sets out to go find himself a, a lovely beautiful lady to spend his life with and I said this about Anne Bonny, and I'm going to be an equal opportunity dickhead who says what he wants. He was an absolute slag of a man. He was a slut, and I'm going to slut shame Coo Cullen, much like I slut shamed Anne Bonny, which, funnily enough, was the most listened to one I've done so far. So maybe there's something to, like, the history thing. I don't know. I do what I want. But yeah, he sowed his wild oats in basically any relatively attractive, still-breathing hole he could find. In the end, his enemies realised, Joe what? If we don't get this man a wife, he's going to steal our women because he's a very handsome, massive, muscly man. Probably a very Joey Swole figure. <laughs> Joey Swole. I can do social medias too, guys. And they're like, right, we need to find him a woman. So they eventually find him a beautiful young lady, uh, Lady Emir. I think it's pronounced Emir. I'm going to double check that. Because I, I again, I, oh, yeah, it is Emir. Uh, there's a song, yeah, The Father of Fair Emir, something like that. And, you know, her father's not a fan of this. He's like, well, guys, um, I was kind of going to sell her off, quote-unquote, um, and make a political alliance. I don't really want this rampaging warrior who murders people to be my son-in-law. Come now, let's be serious. So Kukan allegedly uh, went to his castle and said, right, I'm marrying your daughter, mate. And he went, nope, you're not. I don't know why you think that. So the coup proceeded to tear the house down with his bare hands, uh, sorry, the castle down, much more impressive sounding, with his bare hands, murdered everyone, and then married the fair Emir, and lived happily ever after. Well, except for all, like, the cheating he did, because he did notoriously have affairs, um, almost constantly, but, you know, he loved his wife, apparently, which I'm just going to say now, if you have to have an affair, you clearly don't love your wife. God damn it, Cullen. So in the end, his enemies are, well, what do we do now? We can't beat him on the field. We can't kill the man. He's basically an unstoppable force of destruction at this stage, which he basically was for his entire legend. But they had an idea. And I just had to pause this to remember a word that I forgot, which was a morrigan. They found the morrigan. A witch. A, a, a druidess, a shaman, whatever your your culturally appropriate version of a spiritualist is basically. They found one of those, because every historical culture has someone who listens to the fucking wind. <sighs> Madness. Anywho, so they found one of them and she was like, well, I kind of want to get on that because this legend was clearly written as a self-insert at some point in history, so I'm going to go ride that shit. And the Kukana was like, no, no. I may cheat on my wife constantly with beautiful women, and you may be a beautiful woman, but this ain't happening. Bam. Denied. Emotional damage. And she goes, right. Okay then, well I know your legend, I know what you said about dogs, and now I'm going to trick you. So she disguised herself as an old crone, a kindly old crone. And she offered him a place to stay one night, offered him food, which was dog meat. Fucking dog meat. Not the dog in Fallout 4, just the meat of a dog. And he ate it and was like, oh, that was tasty. And then she was like, oh, fuck you. That was dog meat, bitch. And so he lost his magical resilience to all things, everything. He then set out for battle again, riding upon his chariot. And she had foretold that three spears would be thrown and one would pierce him. A spear was thrown, it killed his horse. Another was thrown, it killed the 
chariot driver, a third was thrown, and it pierced through the man. But deciding I don't want to die like this, he decided to... Okay, this is where the legend diverges a little bit. He either chained himself to a nearby boulder, where he got chains from is beyond me, or he used his own intestines to tie himself to a boulder. Again kind of crazy but you know I know the legend of Sun Wukong and that is beyond insanity at this point so he decided I would rather die on my feet as a warrior than die on my back like a dog conveniently so he ties himself to this boulder and he raises his arms and apparently a blinding light emanated from him in his final moments this this almost godlike beam of holy light that blinded everyone that came near him. And they only realised he was dead when a raven or a crow or some other blackbird or some description landed upon him and he did not move. And one of the soldiers went, Ah, he's dead, isn't he? I'm going to go loot his sword. I'll be back, boys. And as he went to reach for the sword... The rigor mortis apparently stopped being a thing and Kukon's arm dropped and severed the man's arm or head, depending on which version you listen to or read. Read should have probably been the first option there. But that was the death of Kukulun, the Hound of Ulster. Also, incidentally, apparently he is a symbol for um, Irish nationalists. Didn't know that. I'm not political, so... Just a random little bit, tidbit of knowledge for you. A little bit of random knowledge that you will probably never need in your life. But if it comes up in a pub quiz or a bar quiz, wherever you are in the world, now you know. So thanks for tuning in. So yeah, like I say, I'm going to do another one at some point of going through some of his different myths. And another one of sort of trying to find the logic and the rhyme and reason. And why he probably was a real person. Because although he's quite fantastical... When you compare him to other certain mythical figures, so your Sun Wukongs, your Herculeses or Heracles, depending on where you're from again, um, you know, these mythical figures that perform incredible feats like killing the unkillable, mastering the powers of Chi, communing with deities, he didn't do any of that. As far as his legend goes, he was a really strong, really handsome man, but he was just invulnerable until he ate some dog. Why do they always have a weird weakness? I can tell you. I guess it's just more poetic. But that's all for today. Hope you all have a good one out there. Hope you finished your tea or coffee by now because it will be stone fucking cold if you haven't. Have a good one. Ta-ta.